and seeking the Lord about what he has specifically for this church. Honestly, just seeking the Lord and calling upon him to show me how to lead this church, how to lead these people, how to lead you, my beloved. And so it was either late Sunday night or early Sunday morning, and he just started speaking to me. And this is not to produce fear at all, because I think when we get to the end of this word, and it's kind of unusual, I'm just going to read the word that he gave me. When we get to the end of the word, I think, well, I know God's heart for you is that you are encouraged. So this is not a fearful word. This is a word of encouragement, that he holds you in the palm of his hand. And as we fear the Lord, as we look to him, that his protection and his peace, his safety, his divine presence is over us. It belongs to us. So you're going to have to bear with me today because I'm going to do a, a lot of reading. And I'm not actually, you know how we do so much scripture? I'm just going to give you this word without the scripture because I didn't have the scripture when he was downloading this into my heart. Now, how do you test a word? You test a word by going to the scripture and verifying the word with the scripture because the Holy Spirit always confirms Christ. The Holy Spirit always confirms the word. Okay? So I went back after he spoke this word to me and I confirmed every bit of it with the word. But I'm probably not going to give you all those scriptures. You can... Ask me later if you want them. I have them written down now. But, but I really don't want to just interrupt the flow of his heart. And so I feel it's sort of important just to go through the word that, that he spoke to me. There will be more disruption as the forces of evil vie against my plan for this nation. I will protect and rescue my church. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I will hide you in the cleft, but you must pay attention and focus on me. Prepare for the war waged against you, but be certain of my deliverance. Hallelujah. Be certain, be certain of my deliverance. There will be major disturbances in food supplies and there will be energy outages. As people look to the world rather than to me, they will experience lack, but those keeping their eyes on me will not suffer lack or shortages, or despair. Those keeping their eyes on me. I am El Shaddai. You're more than enough God. Jehovah Jireh, your provider. Jehovah Shalom, 
your peace in a chaotic world. This is a time of a new beginning in my church. This is a time for the rising up of my children. A rising up to take your place in my end time equation. Beloved, this is a call to you. This is a call to you. My church is the determining factor in the end time flood. The flood of my presence, the flood of my power in all the earth. I am the guard around you I am the solace of your hearts. I am the revival of the soul of this nation. I am the light to overshadow the current darkness. I am the victory coming forth from the shadows. I am the answer to the destruction that stalks in the darkness. I am the dawning of light. I am the courage you need welling up in your inner person. Take courage. Be brave. Stand strong in me. Do not utter words of fear or doubt. Believe in me. Take heart in me. Hide yourself in me. Let the fires burn in the world. Take no part in the hate. Follow the way of love. Guard your hearts. Lift your eyes. Keep watch against the coming schemes of the evil one. Take counsel in me and me alone. Take counsel in me and me alone. Separate yourselves Separate yourselves from worldly chatter. Fill up on my word and my word alone. Stand aside and see the destruction of the world, but remittance in me. That's a key word right there, remittance. It's someone who paid a debt on your behalf. When he told me that word, remittance, I was like, are you sure, Lord, that's the right word? Yeah, yeah, Lisa Marie, that's the right word. <laughs> I'm like, okay. It's an important word. Stand aside and see the destruction of the world but remittance in me and find your salvation and your deliverance from the terror and the threats of the evil one.
Do not give way. Do not shrink back. Press into me and find the open door in me into my protection and my presence. Hallelujah. That's the word he gave me. It's a time for rising up, church. It's a time to be serious, church. You're strong in here. You're strong. You're strong in the Lord and the power of his might, and that's what it's going to take as the days become more evil. So this is a strong word, but it's a word of hope, a word of encouragement, a word of protection, a word of peace, a word of his love over you. It is time to wake up, church. It is time to be vigilant. It is time to persevere. It is time to fear God, to revere God, to bless God, to worship your Father. It is not a time to be complacent. That time is over. That time was never here. It's just the path the church took. But it is a time to end the complacency. It is a time to be prepared. It is a time to stand firm. It always has been. But because people get off track, he calls us so kindly back and reminds us that our hope is in him. Our hope is in the fear of the Lord. And we are not to entangle ourselves in the things of the world. I cannot even say this more seriously than, than what... So seriously did he put this on my heart to separate yourselves. Come out. Come out. So anyway, I I was really contemplating whether to even give that word to the church because, I mean, he gave it to me and I had asked him, how do I lead this church, Lord? What is it that you want this church to hear? And I thought, well, you know, I don't want to produce fear, but that was, this is not a fear word. It's a hope word. It's an encouragement word. So, you know, as the, as the week went on, I was praying And I just prayed, and I'm like, okay, Lord, if you want me to give that word to this church, you know, talk to me some more. Talk to me. How do do we go forward with a word like this? How do we implement this word in our lives? Um, Because it's a serious word, but it's a word with a great reward. Because as we draw unto him, he draws unto us. As we come back to him, you know, his arms are always open, right? Our, we, we, we are under an open heaven. We are not in a day of wrath. This is not a wrathful word. The day of wrath is, the, is after the rapture, right? The tribulation. You are in a day of the love of Christ, the love of the Lord being poured out into you so that you can draw other people with that love. But because he loves us so much, He just wants us to draw so close to him. Closer, you might think you're close, but you can get closer. I can get closer. I want to get closer. I want to hear more and more every intent of his heart. 
I want to live my life in the intention of his heart for me and for others. So anyway, as I was praying through the week, and I really hope I can get through this, he just, all of a sudden, one afternoon, I was sitting there, and I was just kind of talking to him, you know. And he just started speaking a prayer into my heart. He just started speaking a prayer into my heart, and I was trying to write it down, you know, as fast as I could. And I might give you some of those scriptures. I don't really know if I will today. Um, I, I did give them to the people in the back, but after he spoke that prayer into my heart, I did the same thing. I went back and I verified every single bit of it with the word to match it to the word. So anyway, you know how we started this year? Does everyone remember the foundation scripture? You know, as this year has unfolded, I see more and more why he gave us this foundation scripture at the beginning of the year. Isaiah 33, 5 and 6. It says, the Lord is exalted. We are here to exalt him. He dwells on high. And guess what, beloved? We dwell on high in him. That's the place he has for us. It is not the place to be entangled by the upsets and the chaos going on around us. We can walk free of that because he dwells on high and so do we with him, in him, in Christ. For those who are in Christ. He will fill Zion with his justice and righteousness. That's what we're after. He will be the sure foundation for your times. He is your sure foundation. There is no other. He is a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. We are after the knowledge of God. And he gives it freely. He is a voice speaking to us, telling us. He is a voice behind us speaking, saying, whether we turn to the left or the right, this is the way, walk in it. There is no lack of God speaking to us. The Holy Spirit is always speaking. This is the way, walk in it. The fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. So see, as I was praying, after he gave me that word, and I was praying over the days, in the days following that, that's what he kept talking to me about, the fear of the Lord. The key is the fear of the Lord. The key is the fear of the Lord. <clears throat> so in that, he took me to Isaiah 2 and 3, and then verse 9. I, I may read that whole thing, I, I don't know. <clears throat> A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. That's Jesus. That's our Jesus. Our sweet, sweet Jesus. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might. That's what you have. If you are in Christ, that's what you have on the inside of you. The spirit of counsel and of might, 
the Spirit, listen, listen, isn't it amazing how the Lord will just send you to a scripture and you may need, you don't know the scripture, and then you go there and he just confirms everything that he already put in your heart. Listen to what it says. It says, the Spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. He had just spoken that to me. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. Oh, Lord, I want to delight in my fear of you, my honor for you, my reverence for you. I adore you. I worship you. It is my heart to do your will, to be pleasing unto you. He will not judge for what he sees with his eyes or decide for what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness he will judge the needy. With justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With his breath of his lips, he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be, be his belt and faithfulness, the sash around his waist. Amen. The wolf, this is because of the fear of the Lord. This is because of the Lord. This is because of what Jesus does. The wolf will live with the lamb, the leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf and the lion and the yearling together, and a little child will lead them. Who do we want leading us? This is what he did. We want Jesus leading us. The cow will feed with the bear, their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den. The young child will put its hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. I want that. I want that. I want that in my life. I want that in each of your lives. Guess what, saints? When you hide yourself in him, it's your blessing. When you hide yourself in him, it belongs to you. And it's never too late to start. It's never too late to start over. Right? All right. So he showed me all that. So I think about that, and I think, okay, God, well, I want to do things your way. Because the key to every success in my life, the key to every victory, the key to all I need, it's just staying in you. It's just staying in Jesus. Read Psalm 91. Under the shadow of the Almighty. Under the shadow of the Almighty. That's where we dwell. Hallelujah. The fear of the Lord. He is, he is righteousness. He is justice. He is mercy. He is grace. He is love. A greater love for you than you can ever imagine. He is the road to blessing. His ways are always right. So anyway, this is the prayer, and I apologize today for reading so much. But I really want to get it right. And this is how he spoke it into my heart. So this is the prayer. I didn't even know it was a prayer at the beginning. I knew he was talking to me, and so I started writing. And as I started writing, I realized, Lord, this is a prayer. 
This is a prayer that you're speaking into our hearts for the church. So here we go. Help me ever to fear you. To stand in awe of your holiness and righteousness. To continually stay yielded in my heart to all you desire. To pursue your will and your way in my life and to be a testimony of your truth to those around me. I know that the fear of you, my God and King, is the key to every good and precious thing in this life and in the life to come. Help me to fear you, Lord, to set my gaze upon you and only you. I pray that you help me to judge myself in secret, that you would not have to judge me in public. Help me to accept your word so that it may pierce and purify my heart. Of all things, counter to your desire in my life. Allow me to be so yielded to your will that every bit of chaff is burned up in my life and only your gold remains. I will judge the sin that so easily besets me by the pure and living word of God, by your heart, by your word, by your will, by your intent, by your heart. What is his heart? His heart for us is love. So see, we, we don't have to condemn ourselves. I will cast down evil imaginations and the lies of Satan by your true and living word. Your word that discerns the thoughts and intents of my heart. Your word that judges between the flesh and the spirit in my life. Your word that judges between the joints and the marrow. You have anointed me with your seal of ownership. Beloved, think about that. You are anointed with his seal of ownership. How can any harm come to you? His seal of ownership. That's in 2 Corinthians 1, 21 and 22. Guaranteeing, guaranteeing, guaranteeing what is to come. Your word and your presence in me and in my life. He is a guarantee of that as we hide ourselves in him.
<clears throat> the knowledge of you is the treasure to my life and to those being saved. Thank you that I am the letter of Christ. I want you to believe this about yourselves, beloved. I want you to believe this about yourself. I want you to believe the mistakes. You just take them back to him, and, and it's, it's, it's fresh as new, right? Clean as new, pure. Okay, this is the part you've got to believe about yourself. Thank you that I am the letter of Christ written on my heart. That's powerful. Thank you that I am the letter of Christ written on my heart, written by the Spirit of God. Written not in ink, not on tablets of stone, but in the tablet of my heart. That's 2 Corinthians 3, 2 and 3. Because of your hope in me, because of your hope in me, I am bold to speak and to do and to proclaim this glorious gospel of Christ, salvation unto all people. I will always be ready to give an answer for the hope that I have in Christ. Thank you that I am filled with your oil, the oil of the Spirit, and I, like you, am a balm of Gilead unto others. Is this defining who you are in Christ for you, beloved? He wants you to believe it. He wants you to believe it. My lamp is full and my wick is burning, and I am ready when the bridegroom comes. This is just what he just spoke. He just kept speaking to me. That's Matthew 25. I thank you, Lord, that we, the church, crucify our hearts and reflect your glory. in ever-increasing power and might and light. The fire of your heart, the fire of your heart, the Spirit of the Lord. Here on earth, 2 Corinthians 3.18. Christ who died for all compels me, compels me, Christ who died for all compels me not to live for myself, but to live as a vessel sacrificed unto you and poured out for the salvation of souls to come into the knowledge of your love for them. That's the focus to come into the knowledge of your love for them. 2 Corinthians 5.14 So shall I choose, so shall I choose to come out from the world and be separate 
committed to your pleasure in all things and in all ways as Christ himself was committed to your will and pleasure. 1 John 6.38, John 8.29, and John 5.30. That always I will desire the pure milk of the word and yet grow from glory to glory, maturing into the fullness of Christ. That's what he has for you. You are wa- you walking in the fullness of Christ here on earth. This is not just for heaven. This is here now. The fullness of Christ you are unto this earth. Growing from glory to glory, maturing into the fullness of Christ, feeding on and being equipped and built up in the meat of your word. I will press on unto your high calling to apprehend that for which you have apprehended me. He has apprehended you. Christ, if you are a believer, he has apprehended you. I will press on to your high calling to apprehend that for which you have apprehended me and to apprehend others for you. I thank you with all that is within me that you have apprehended me and that I may be a vessel honoring you and fearing you in all that I say and do. As Jesus did, may I only do and say what you instruct me to do and say. John 12, 49 and John 5, 19 and 20. I thank you, Father, that through you I will stand, I will stand the ground that Christ has given me. I will stand the ground that Christ has given me. I will stand in you and your righteousness in the face of every evil, every temptation, every trial. I am an oak of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of your pleasure, your splendor. That's what you are. You are an oak of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor through you. Wow, he's got some faith in you. (laughs) I am the righteousness of God in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5.21, and when I take my stand in you, I will be a beacon of your light and your saving power in every situation. I will stand with your armor around me. Ephesians 6. The belt of truth tightly, tightly 
girded around my waist, not allowing anything against the word to infiltrate my mind, my life, my heart. I will stand with the breastplate of righteousness in place. I will stand with my feet fitted with the readiness of the gospel of peace. I will stand with the shield of faith with which I will extinguish every flaming arrow of the evil one. It didn't say just some. It says every. I will continually wear the helmet of salvation, which is the source of all your blessings in my life and the lives of others. The sword of the Spirit, which is your word, the word of God. And I will pray in the Spirit in all occasions, remaining alert, remaining alert in you. We must be alert. We must be vigilant. This is the cry of my heart, and it should be the cry of the church. The church is what stands against the darkness. And you are the church as believers in Christ. God is calling us to return to a fear of him. He is calling us to turn from the enticements of the world and to hide ourselves in him. In so many places, the church has become lukewarm. So many areas of people's lives, there has been complacency, laziness. The church has basically pretty much been lulled into a stupor, but not RCC, not the people here. You are strong, you are vigilant, you are anointed with his oil to go forth and do exactly what he has for you to do, to be an end time word and an end time light. This is the time for a new consecration to the Lord and his word, new diligence to seek after the things of God. It's a time to repent and to return and to start a new fire a new fire, a new Holy Spirit anointing, a new fire and dedication to pursue God's heart, his will in every facet of our lives. And this takes intention. It takes intention. 2 Peter 3, 10 through 13 and 17 through 18. I'm going to read it. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. You see, earlier in the prayer we talked about allowing the word to pierce our hearts. See, when we do that, we don't have to be laid bare, do we? Hello? Thank you. 
since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt in the heat. But you will not melt, beloved. You are protected in the shadow of the Almighty. Under his wings you find life. Hallelujah. But in keeping with his promise, in keeping with his promise, We, the church, the beloved, the believers in Christ are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away. You may not be carried away. Is that an awesome promise unto us? It is. It's beautiful. You will not be carried away by the destructions of the world. You hide yourself in him. You allow his love to come in and purify. You may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from your secure position. Do you see what he's telling you right there? You have a secure position. You have, don't concentrate on the falling there. You hide yourself in him. What is he saying? He's saying you have a secure position. Is he a God of his promise? Is he a God of his word? Does he change not? Does he not change? He doesn't change like shifting shadows. His word does not return void. His promises for you are yea and amen. He looks on your heart. He's a good, good God, kind and loving in all his ways. His mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is thy loving kindness unto me. That's the God you serve. We have a secure position. Psalm 119.9 says, How can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word. See here? He's given it all, all we need right here. We live according to this word. We live in a secure fortress. A secure fortress. A mighty fortress is our God. Isaiah 33, 5 and 6, The Lord is exalted, for he dwells on high. He will fill Zion with his justice and righteousness. He will be a sure foundation for your times, a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. And I want to go to just one more scripture. See, this is what he spoke to the church of Philadelphia. He did not have any error with, with the 
He didn't have a contention with the Church of Philadelphia. You know, he called a lot of their churches out for their lukewarmness, for various things, for following idolatry, for listening to false prophets. See, we're not going to do that because we're in the Word and we're in a church that believes in the Word and we will build one another up and we will help one another. Right? That's the kind of church we're in. We love one another. We help one another. We encourage one another in the Word. We edify one another in the Word. Be so ever thankful if you have someone that will come to you and correct you in the word in a loving and kind way, speaking the word in truth and in love to you. But anyway, so to the church of Philadelphia, to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, these are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. This is Revelation 3, 7 and on. What he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door. He has placed before you an open door. You must believe it. You are under an open heaven. The heavens are not brass unto you. He has placed you under an open heaven. I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength. You see how much he loves you? Do you see that when you have a weakness that he does not condemn condemn that? He says, I know that you have little strength. I know that about you. Beloved, it's okay. In your weakness, I will be your strength. Okay? He's all the strength we need. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. (laughs) Hallelujah. We just walk in this. I will make those who are of the synagogue of Satan, who claim to be Jews, though they are not, but are liars, I will make them come and fall down at your feet and acknowledge that I have loved you. He loves 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 you. I can't say it enough. We need to receive that, beloved. Can everyone say that? My Lord loves me. My Father loves me. And acknowledge that I have loved you. Since you have kept my command to endure patiently, he knows this takes endurance. That doesn't mean perfection. He doesn't require you to be perfect, but to endure in him, to find your solace in him. I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come upon the whole world to test those who live on the earth. I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. It's time to hold on, beloved. It is time to hold on to the ever-precious word of the Lord. The name above all other names, the only salvation, 
no one will take your crown. Him who overcomes, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will he leave it. I will write on him the name of my God, the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem. How much have we studied the new Jerusalem and all that means in your lives? Think about it. Think about what that means. Which is coming down out of heaven from my God, and I will also write on him my new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. So the Spirit is saying to you, beloved, fear him, because there is no fear in him. We do not have a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind because of our Father's love for us. So anyway, I believe that's what the Lord had me share with everyone today. I hope that's okay. Kind of a different, a different service. We're going to do communion. It's open communion for every, every believer in Christ. And when we take communion, we remember we think on, we purpose in our hearts to apprehend what he has apprehended for us. To apprehend all that he has apprehended for us. So I'm going to go to Luke. Luke.